everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Cleaning Out the Closet. My name is Tracy. I'm your host. Uh, today we have a really incredible person that I actually found when I was first out on social media back in August. And she never knew me and we never met, but she was there every single day, no matter what I needed. She always answered and her soul was so beautiful that I knew she would be a friend for life. And so I am so grateful that she has decided to come and share her story. Um, so why don't, so welcome Marissa. Let, let Marissa's gonna tell us where she's from and how she got here and share some of her story. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Tracy. Thank you for having me on. Um, I just feel so similarly about you and I'm amazed by your exponential growth and your mission and your purpose and how you've manifested so many things in such a short time, just (laughs) your your sheer passion. Um, So my name is Marissa and I I own a business called Recovered Now. I live in Southern California, so just outside of LA. And I help people um, mostly with eating disorders. So I do have clients who have um, addictions, um, dependencies, and I myself have experienced um, the full gamut of prescription medicine, um, addiction um, with alcohol, and um, as well as benzodiazepines, and um, as well as eating disorder, um, which is what I specialize in, as I've said. So I am really passionate too about bringing a message of hope and clarity to people who feel as though um, there is no hope for their situation and in in these scenarios and throughout their lives because they've grown so accustomed to life being a certain way with medication, with addiction, with an eating disorder, uh, with codependency, you know, being defined by a label and um, breaking free of that is kind of what um, I am all about and I'm really um, centered on. Well, I think that's really important. I think that, you know, one of the reasons why we try so hard to, you know, people want to just hide because of the stigma and because they think they're being judged and quite honestly, they are. Mm -hmm. And until we educate and teach listeners and whoever's listening to this that um that is not real that is not real and that is society having an idea of what somebody looks like based on an addiction and the word addiction so so tell us i guess i would probably like to know so what was your first issue was with alcohol was that where it started or or with a prescription no, well, actually, it was kind of a um, concurrence. It was prescription, um, starting with antidepressants, then the anti-anxiety, along right. with an eating disorder at um, a young age, kind of prepubescent, um, 13 years old, uh, underlying trauma, parents didn't know what to do. Um, so they put me on, you know, medications because I thought that they that was what was best for me. But um, it really kind of only fueled um the inner, the inner torment, um, in, in multiple ways. So that's how it began. I didn't actually start the alcohol abuse until like mid twenties. And then, um, um, kind of began my healing journey around that time too, but sometimes it takes us a while to learn our lessons. And, um, <laughs> so even though I, yeah, so even though I stopped my, um, 
all the the gamut of medications that I was on in my mid twenties. I kind of self medicated until um around 29, 28, 29. and um and that's when I fully um, immersed myself in, in healing um, from, from these things. So. so did you, so did, so clearly if you were on all those prescription medication and you were using alcohol, you know, if you, you know, obviously you must've known that you had to wean yourself or what we are starting to learn. And I'm starting to use the term deep prescribe yourself mm-hmm. so that and and you were doing that without anybody helping you and you did that alone and you did that scary and you did yeah. that very very dangerously which is something i also did and so mm-hmm. what was that i want to tell us what it what it was really like do you do you remember what the worst part of it was yeah i mean i've been um I've experienced that several times, especially with the anti-anxiety benzos. Um, and so with the different, you know, you try one and then try, right. try the other and, and each one is like a weaning process and there's really no one to support you as you, as you, as you've said, even in the medical community, nope. especially in the medical community, because if you are, um, you're having difficulty, you're kind of seen as, as an addict, you know? Um, right. and so even, even through your withdrawals, um, or at least that's what I experienced even prior to my alcohol abuse. So, um, it was very hard. Um, one, because, um, I have a very allopathic centered family. And so, you know, I understand it, but they basically said, you need to stay on all these things. Um, but when they saw that, Obviously, um, you know, I couldn't, I was having a really hard time even on the medications. Right. So Um, it wasn't working. It wasn't working that that, um, they said, okay, let's tweak this. Let's tweak that. So that's why I'd had to kind of wean myself off several times. And um, I can't imagine what that must have been like for you. So hard. Yeah, it's, it's so hard, especially when you have a concurrent disorder, like an eating disorder, you know, um, and you're like, um, and there's your anxiety right there, yeah. right? You have an eating yeah. disorder. You're struggling with that so badly, you know, and and you you're sick from getting off the medication, and you right. sort of have to push yourself through that. Right, right, exactly. And th- so there, therein lies the self medicating with the with the behaviors. Um, there was even a period of time when I was addicted to marijuana because I was medicating with that um, in order to help me, you know, combat the. Um, the, the prescription drugs. And so, I mean, and then you get the eating disorder with that. So it was just, it's pure panic. It's like, it is, it, that's a per, that is a yeah. perfect term to use mm-hmm. panic. Mm-hmm. It right. is panic. Right. It's just your body, you're like completely in fight or flight. You're terrified and you, you're, you don't want to stay in your body. You don't feel safe. No matter where you go, you don't feel safe. And it's, yeah, it's, it's hor- horrifying. And, um, so unless you've experienced the the weaning process, um, you don't really know, you know, what it's like. And um, and it's so hard, you know, because so many doctors will prescribe this and not tell you that it's so hard to get off. They never will. They will never yeah. tell you how, how hard it is to get off. They don't they, they think you'll stay on it forever. They don't really care. They just keep writing. They mm-hmm. don't even talk to you. And and so you know, being prescribed medication without follow-up and, and making sure that the medication's either working or that you're getting the help or and you're evolving as you need to be, it's just like a complete waste of time and money because 
we're spending money on this stuff and nobody's following us. Nobody cares. Right. Right. So, so what are we taking it for? Yeah. Honestly, but you right though. I, yeah. you know, and you're lying, so did, were you, did you lie in a bed and sweat and, and were, you know, so already the eating's an issue and you can't ever eat and in, in detox. Right. Right. No, you can't. And so, yeah, of course, like there was that aspect, you know, both with the medications and then with the alcohol, which I was using to help with the medications, you know, so to um, balance your own dopamine. And here's the beauty in that conversation that you just touched on, which is so important. I know that I now understand that when I was, when I had cancer, that I had all these surgeries And I didn't know that I had to balance my dopamine. All I cared about was not being dope sick. Right. So I had all these different doctors and they're just giving you anything you want because you have cancer. They don't care. Right, right. And I'm like, why isn't anyone helping me with the pain medication that I'm on maintenance? And now you've given me all these other things. And I had to do that myself. Yeah. Like you did. Balancing our dopamine, which is so freaking almost impossible to do yourself. It really is. It's, it feels completely overwhelming and I can't even describe like. It's the the anxiety. Anxiety and the feeling of depression. The depression and the feeling of being alone obviously is really big of feeling unsupported because it was awful. Yeah, no one's listening, no one's hearing, no one's actually there, you know, right. in a in a meaningful way in that state. Nor do they understand. It's yeah. so hard to explain to somebody, I don't want you to see me like this. And that's what most people feel in that position. And that's mm-hmm. what has to change. They need yeah. to, people need, so anyone listening, you need to be seen in this. There's nothing wrong with you. You don't need to be alone. You don't need to be scared. You don't need to be afraid to, you know, that in, so depressed. There's there's ways to do this with help. And even with this podcast and listening to people talk about their stories and say, hey, listen, this is this is really shitty and this sucks, but you're not alone. Right, right. Um, being alone has been was has been so awful, and I know I can tell, and just in the way that you express yourself, that it's was absolutely unthinkable pain. It yeah, exactly. You know, and and once you've gone through it, as I'm sure you've you've experienced multiple times, oh um, you feel like it has to be done that way. That you are always going to be alone. You know, and. I, I, I still feel that way. Even yeah. with, even today, it's um, very difficult. Very, very difficult. Right, right. So then, I mean, I'm, I'm the same way. So connection, you know, it takes that extra, like, I, ha- I need this. Yeah. Because um, you're not used to, you know, making it. No, and this is how we heal. Like, for, yeah. you know, for me, just to have this conversation with you, yeah. knowing you for all these months and, and watching your life and, and having you be there for me, it's like, I knew that this would help my soul heal. I hope it helps your soul heal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm so thrilled. I'm grateful for that because I think anybody out here listening to this is just looking for connection and people just want to be loved. People just want to be loved. People want to be accepted. People want to be in this state and they have, they deserve respect and dignity and emotion. And there's nothing bad about this. We have to change 
of how we feel personally in this state. Because, because when you ask, hey, who watched you do all that? What's your answer? No one. No one. Yeah. Same. Yeah. And yeah. most people and, and every person, unless you're in a center, mm-hmm. you're alone. Um, and so that is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Very. And, and and nobody really deserves to be looked at that way because anybody struggling with de- de- either whether it's deprescribing detox withdrawal from a substance, you feel in that state a complete failure at life. Mm-hmm. You are weak. You can't produce. You aren't good enough for society, and so you already feel so shitty about your own self in that state that you don't want anyone watching and judging that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. You are so judgmental on yourself. So self-critical. Of course. Almost self, I mean, not almost for me, it was very self-hating. You know, me you're too. to the point right. where everybody like, feels this yeah. way through it. It's yeah. so self, it's such self-destruction. Yeah. Yeah. And you get spun into the vortex of of that and one emotion following the next and you you don't want anyone to see you because there isn't anyone that feels it like feels like no one will understand and no one can understand and the reactions reinforce that in the medical community um even with perhaps people that you know you know i know for me it was that that way you know like okay so what i'm believing right now is that i'm alone and what i'm hearing is that it's true and that i'm seeing that 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 is true reflected back at me so it's that feedback loop in your mind and your 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 nervous system becomes accustomed to to panic like okay panic alone have to be alone try to share that doesn't work panic you know and it's just this constant it's a cycle and you go back into your alone you try to explain it and then you're so sick right you're so physically sick Right. to even drag your body out of a bed to try to do your life and you can't and and you feel like a failure at life yeah. and yeah. you're not you're not a failure at life you're just actually what you're you're cleansing your body yeah. and you're detoxifying something in your body that your body doesn't like mm-hmm. and if you can get there it's sort of like a like an, a moment of serious clarity that like oh my god you know what i maybe i'm okay maybe this is i can do this right right and that when you get that first glimpse it's like the the heavens open and you're like wait a minute uh, yes and it's a, it's so dark for so yeah. long so and you, it's like, you know, the dark, right? And this, I, I really feel so strongly about this actual subject of darkness and being physically sick and, and emotionally and mentally so awful in a place where you are pretty much hopeless and not sure you're going to be able to get out of it. Um, and most people go back to the drug because that portion of it is too hard to, to do. It's, it's true. And, 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 and sometimes the glimpses are so short, even if you get them, that there's so much feeling of futility and hopelessness and lack of support that you're like, all right, well, I give up now. Yeah. So it's. And and, and every day you wake up, I mean, you know, you, it's, it's so important. I mean, look, and so, so tell, so are you, so tell us about your clients and the people that are struggling with addiction. And mm-hmm. 
how and what types of addiction do they struggle with and how do you help them? Sure. So other than um, eating disorders, um, I I have people who struggle with alcohol abuse and with drug abuse, um, as well as codependency. Um, But um, alcohol abuse and and, and, um, addiction from drugs, they often have some component of uh, medication, um, either in the patient or not the patient, I'm sorry, my client's um, past um, or you like usually it's in the present so the thing is is that if um so for the clients as they get off of these these drugs and and are prescribed other things that are supposedly or that are better you know mm-hmm. and, and then they have and to there are i mean yeah, there's no judgment here yeah, about anybody's yeah. anything it's a personal journey right exactly. i mean we're just trying to educate and make people feel like they're not alone truly right Right. And so all I do, I know, and exactly. So all I do for them, because I'm not a, I'm not a um, mental health professional, I'm a life coach, is simply help them in the supportive aspect, in the sense of like, what are your goals? Do you want to stay here? Where would you like to go? And how can I support you through that process and help you see your inner power that you can make empowered decisions, whatever, wherever you decide to go, because it has to be you. And you have to know that you are not alone. And I can help you see just because I have been through it myself, that um, you are worthy of change. And that change is possible. And because you know it, because you're working with me, and you know, that change is possible, you know, that in your heart, you know, so when you feel doubt, um, then we can look back at the goals that we have for this current moment. How can we get back to ourselves? How can we get back in our bodies? How can we get back um, to no longer trusting the the hamster wheel of the mind, but instead learning a new way of, of living that is more of like relaxation, intuition, um, and trust in the universe, you know, so um, well, that's what it's all about. And, yeah. you know, I think, I think it's difficult to, ex- you know, the, the whole spiritual journey for me, which saved my life, which saved your life, which mm-hmm. you now instill in your clients. Um, mm-hmm. All they really need is a smidge of mm-hmm realization of something that they actually thought of and put out in the physical world and have it happen right. for that to start that whole journey because it mm-hmm. takes one split second where somebody says did I do that mm-hmm. and once they have that real faith in their divinity it's limitless limitless and I'm a perfect example of that yeah yeah, you are the perfect example, especially <laughs> in a short period of time. Um, yeah, you you get a little like taste, and you're like, wait a minute, and then we get in our own ways because then we doubt, right? But, Always, right? Yeah, but but when you have the support and you you have like you know this is this is real, and I can I can do this, and and the universe is here for me. And when you have that you know framework and. And then, then it really anything is possible in any amount of time. Everything you know? is possible. But yeah. people need to know that they are hearing all this and saying they're, you know, they're talking about the universe. Like, I don't even go there with that. Like, it makes no sense to me. But the actuality is that 
the universe is protecting you. Right. It's, it's protecting you and it's giving you all the skills and all the things that you need to find your way. And, and, and you can, anybody can find their way if they, if they want to, um, and they find something that they see, you know, in real time, it just in a split second, the minute that happens, they have hope. Exactly. Exactly. It's all about the desire and seeing it and surrendering to the the way, because sometimes we don't always know the way that things will happen. We don't. Um, but just exactly just surrendering to that and knowing that there is a way out. So that belief, that, that knowledge, you know, like there is a way out. There's, there is a way out. I think everybody, and I think it's so important that you just use that word surrender um, because I actually have it written on my arm. Oh, wow. That's amazing. And so, you know, I knew very, very you know, before any of, you know, this story happened that I knew this story was happening there was some connection to me that I knew that this word was going to change my life. That's awesome. And it did. Yeah. Because, because if you just surrender to the things you can't control, you remove the blocks, you remove blocks. And, and it's so easy to remove blocks. It's, you know, affirmation ritual, it's life changing. Mm-hmm. And once you remove those blocks, you will see how much light finds you. And literally, you can have anything you want. It's not an easy process for people to understand. But I think right. it's a good education for people, um, especially if they're open for it. And I think it's important that we talk about that. And I'm so grateful that you are what, that you were talking about it. Um, yeah. Because it's, a, it's, um, it's hope. It's really hope. And it's not that complicated. No, it's it's not. We overcomplicate things as humans. And thank you too for sharing. That's amazing. Um, thank you. Yeah, I, uh, you know, like that synchronicity, you know, like things happen in the way that they're supposed to if we are willing, actually always, but if we're willing to see it, yep. that perception shifts everything, you know, and um, it and really, we can, really does. And intention. You know, just stick to what you really want to have happen. It's really achievable. Anybody listening to this, I promise you, and Marissa can also promise you that this is real. This is real. My life three years ago was not my life today. Right. And so I am watching it happen in front of me in real time. Yeah. And so you don't need, it's not complicated. It's literally so minimal. And even if you have no interest in it, that's okay. There's no judgment here ever. We're just trying to give, you know, anybody out there, we're just trying to give you options. If you're in a horrible place and you want to, you know, detox off a drug or you want to deprescribe off a drug and you're scared and you're alone or you're already in it and you're sick, these are things that might help you through the process where you'll get to the other side because Marissa and I both did. Mm. And, it, and it's um, it's a beautiful side once you get there. It's powerful. Yeah. Very, very yeah. powerful. Yeah. Well, thank you, Marissa, for all of your insight. You're just absolutely magnificent. Oh, I'm yes. blown away by you on a million levels. I, I just can't, like the love in my soul for you. I could 
cry. That's how big it is. And, and it, uh, you know, we're all grateful. Everybody listening to this is grateful to anything and everything that you shared. You have some incredible, you know, life skills and, and you're changing people's lives. And that is what it's about. Thank you so much. You're so kind. I like my soul resonates with yours. And I'm just really, really incredibly grateful to even to know you and to be part of your journey. Yeah. And this amazing movement that you are creating that you have created already. Yeah, we're all doing it together. It's just I'm just the one who was willing to share and be and be shame, share my shame. And now it's it's help. It's it's people are, are, are all in. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's really powerful. So I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart and I hope you'll come back on the show and I hope you'll come back and share all of the things that we will do because this is just the beginning. Absolutely. I'm honored. I'm honored. Well, thank you. And I look forward to me. I look forward to meeting with you again so that everybody can hear the continuation of your amazing powers. <laughs> thank you. So, so thank much. you. Thank you, Tracy.